Whatsoever he shall say to you, do ye. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In today's Gospel narrative, we see our Lord, his disciples, and his mother attending a wedding feast. And this wedding feast was an occasion of a great joy, of course, but it was also an occasion of sorrow, especially to one person. That is how it is usually in life. It's exchange between sorrow and happiness. This wedding feast was a turning point in our Lord's life. Up until now, he and Mary and Joseph, they had lived comfortably and hidden their own life in Nazareth. But this life, hidden life, had now come to an end. Jesus and Mary, they already had had the sorrow of seeing Saint Joseph die. But he, Saint Joseph, had died in the arms of Jesus and Mary. While they had lived their hidden life in Nazareth, very few people even knew that the Holy Family existed at all. And those who did know it, they saw nothing extraordinary in them. But now everything was about to change. Now Jesus, having gathered his disciples together, was about to leave home, and now he would start to preach and to teach and perform miracles. And when Our Lady saw that there was a need for a miracle, he pointed that out to her dear son Jesus and gave instruction to the people around her and said, Whatsoever he shall say to you, do ye. And these words are the last ones of Our Lady which are recorded in the Gospels. From now on, she would remain in the background. She would still be there with her son and following him and supporting the disciples and praying for them. But now it was time for the people to see how good God Jesus was and how he would tell them to renounce their sins and to be reconciled with their Heavenly Father so that they could go to heaven. Mary would now remain in the background, and even at this, at this start of the miracles, it was first the groom and the chief steward who got 
all the attention of this great miracle of turning water into wine. And then everyone were amazed that Jesus had the power of performing such miracles. Weddings were big events and big thing uh, uh, then, and the wine was extraordinary and tasty. So guests, they were happy. Disciples, they were amazed. But Our Lady was left in obscurity, hidden away from the public eye. Life of a Catholic, the one who does want to do according to the will and commandments of Jesus. Life of a Catholic is often such hidden life, silent life. Our Lord, he tells us to carry our cross, and Mary, she tells us to do whatever Jesus wants us to do. Often in our lives, because of the fewness of those who want to follow Jesus, often our lives might seem empty. In this world, the more families have been destroyed by the sins of abortion, remarriage, and immorality, the more lonelier people get. It's because we humans, we have this natural desire that we want to be loved. We crave for love and attention. And if we are lonely and neglected, we get sad. I once watched a documentary about people who had grown in the big city slums. And it was a remarkable thing that they said that the worst thing when they were growing up were not drugs or violence or poverty, but the worst thing was that they had no one who loved them. Human heart, it craves for love. And if it is neglected, then the soul is sad, thinking, why doesn't anyone love me? Even good people, they have been drawn into the busy times of this world where craving for attention is truly the centerpiece of life. We live now in this weird social media world where the number of clicks, subscribers, likes, retweets, and views are something we are supposed to care of. I don't want to pass judgment on social media. It can be used for good as well as 
for evil purposes. But it can never replace or substitute the love which our soul craves for. There are many memorable moments in your life. For example, maybe the time you picked flowers for your mother, or maybe when you went fishing with your dad, or the joy you felt on the day of your ordination, or on the day of your wedding, or when your child was born, or when you saw your child graduate, or enter religion, or celebrating his own wedding. Those are the moments you remember and are thankful of in your old age, not when your tweet got thousand likes and hundred retweets. Dear faithful, following Jesus means not just obeying him, but also loving him. And it means loving our neighbor as well. Those two, they go hand in hand. If we love God, we must love our neighbor as well. We Catholics, we cannot just preach how evil the world is. We should also answer to this craving for love, what the human heart has. When our sodality of charity uh, for the parish children was started about two years ago, I liked very much this phrase of St. Paul, which we read today, loving one another with the charity of brotherhood. As Catholics cannot just tell our neighbor to stay away from sin, don't do this, don't do that. We should also, as it is written, rejoice with them that rejoice, weep with them that weep. And not because we have to or are obliged to, but because we love God and we love our neighbor. And what if there is no one to show charity and love to you? What if you are all by yourself thinking, why doesn't anyone love me? That is not true. Jesus Christ, the Son of Mary, he is the one who loves you. In my office, I have a passion crucifix, which I sometimes lock during hard times. And on the cross, it's written, I am the agonizing Jesus Christ who 
loves you. Our Lord, he left his home and he left his own mother because he loves you and wants to see you in heaven. And all the coldness or loneliness of the world can never extinguish the burning love of his sacred heart. May God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.